This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Things are getting heated in the race to find out who will take over the new 3rd Congressional District. Are you ready to run for Congress? Today is not just that Delia Ramirez is running for Congress. We are running for Congress. We need representatives in Washington who can get real results for our community. That's why I'm running for Congress. Join us. I'm Gil Villegas, and I approve this message. That's State Representative Delia Ramirez and Chicago Alderman Gil Villegas. They've emerged as the apparent front runners among four Democrats in this month's primary. The district is new territory. It stretches from Chicago's northwest side to northern suburbs like Wheaton. Nearly half of the voters are Latino. So with us to talk more about the race is Lynn Sweet, Washington Bureau Chief for the Chicago Sun-Times. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Thanks for having me. Also here is Jackie Serrato, Editor-in-Chief for Southside Weekly. She's been following the race very closely. Welcome to the show, Jackie. Thanks for the invitation. Lynn, before we get into the race, why are the lines changing in the first place? The lines are changing because the Illinois Democrats in Springfield, that is the the state house and state Senate, uh, with the cooperation of Governor J.B. Pritzker, decided that the Hispanic population grew enough that there should be another Hispanic. uh, There should be another district that has a high probability of uh, electing a Hispanic. Now, this district that we're going to be talking about is centered on the north side of Chicago and spills into Cook and DuPage County. It is called a Hispanic influence district because when you look at the demographics, there's not a 50% plus uh, population of voting age uh, Hispanic identified voters. Uh, But the reality is there's enough. And when you look at the race, there's always been two front runners, Gil Villegas and Dela Ramirez. Mm -hmm. And this district is so heavily Democratic that the winner of the June primary is certain to go to Congress in the fall. Uh, Jackie, Democratic Congresswoman Marie Newman is the uh, current rep in the 3rd District. Now, she's known as a progressive. Do we expect the district to remain in Democratic hands? I think so. And I think with the uh, redistricting, it, it, it seemed like it, it kind of pitted uh, Mary Newman and Tree Garcia against each other um, in the process. But they are colleagues and allies, and I'm, I'm, I'm fairly sure that they're uh, willing to work together. What are the major issues that you would say are on the minds of voters in this new district, Jackie? Well, I think uh, both candidates are keeping uh, Latino representation in mind. And I I think it's notable that um, Gil Villegas um, has uh, been an advocate of of more Latinos in the city's uh, payroll, for example, uh, pushing for more uh, Latino applicants in city jobs. Um, But but also, as as there was this debate over the new ward uh, boundaries, um, and as as the um, as the chairman of the Latino of the Latino caucus um, in city council, um, he was also pushing for more uh, Latino majority awards. Uh, but Delia, she she is known for being a a housing advocate, a staunch housing advocate in the north side communities that have seen much homelessness, but also gentrification um, in places like Humble Park and Logan Square. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but also her her past campaign model of rooted and ready, I think, is very resonating to to long term um, Illinoisans who are fighting to stay in their communities. Um, and as a state representative, I think Delia was instrumental in advocating for uh, more empathetic housing policies and also for bringing an elected school board um, to the to the city of Chicago. Lynn, can you add to that? Do you have more background on those two front runners? Well, I uh, yes, and also just so our listeners know, when you think about it, the old Illinois three uh, just doesn't exist anymore. So this isn't. Marie Newman's district. It's not anybody's district. Mm-hmm. It is an open seat. It's just by coincidence, the number happens to be three. So there's nothing to be read into it. But however, this is really when you pull up the when you pull up this uh, microscope a bit, what in my analysis, what this is, is a battle against the different factions of the Democratic Party. Because both Alderman Viegas and State Representative Ramirez have very good track records in their respective chambers of government. They both have a history and things to talk about in their record. Generally, in my reporting, their votes for most measures in Congress would not be different. Mm -hmm. The difference is in who supports them. Uh, Now, this will be a Democratic district because the one Republican who's running against him is hardly known and hasn't raised any money. But when we talk about the money, you just don't look at what was directed, directly donated to the Gil Villegas and Delaria Ramirez campaigns. There are powerful third parties at work in this district. Yeah. So the total spending for uh, Representative Delilah to help her out is more than 100000 in outside money. And these are places like the Working Families Party, the Progressive uh, Caucus, the Medicare for All. Uh, this is TV, TV Mail, digital. Uh, Gill spending outside basically has been uh, by vote vets. That's about 300000 uh, for an ad that highlights his big calling card that he's a former mar- uh, Marine. So yeah. when you look at these forces at work, when when you look at this as a Democratic primary, which means the most motivated Democratic voters are probably in it, uh, these distinctions mm-hmm. and what they talk about and how they talk about it is, in my analysis, what's really on place since their records as voting for the basic Democratic uh, uh, progressive uh, agenda is the same. Let's take a listen to what these two front runners have to say themselves about why they're running. Pragmatism is what's needed in, in Washington, D.C. right now, not more of entrenched um, uh, purist beliefs. What I plan to do is work with people to appeal to them, understanding that this is good for you as well. And this is good for your constituents, regardless if you're a Democrat or Republican. I am the one that kept 100,000 people in their homes during a pandemic, not Gil Villegas. I mean, the truth is that he can call himself a pragmatic, but he's a failed leader. And I'm a progressive that gets things done. Jackie, what do you make of the way that Vegas and Ramirez are, are framing their candidacies? Well, I think uh, Villegas is is known for being uh, a close ally of Mayor Lori Lightfoot, um, who you know has developed a reputation for you know not not working well um, with others. Um, but also Delia has, I think, as has already been said, has. Uh, received the endorsement of big progressive names, um, just to name some of them, Senator Elizabeth Warren, 
Congressman, Congresswoman uh, Shakowski, Congressman Tree Garcia, and 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 the list goes on. But and, and then also more recently there was this scandal, right, with uh, State Rep Luis Arroyo, um, who is is considered to be a mentor of Villegas, or you know they've at the very least you know rubbed elbows, um, and. Um, Arroyo, you know, is, was was accused of bribing elected officials mm-hmm. in in Springfield. So, so there's all of that baggage that um, I think both are accusing each other of. Um, and um, even though they're both Democrats, I think they they appeal to to different sectors within the Democratic Party. Jackie, who else is running, and what can you tell us about them? Um, I unfortunately don't know much about the other candidates. Lynn. Yes. Well, the third, uh, the another candidate is named Ayman Shahadi. And even though he's not a factor in the race and the third, he is an enormous factor in the race between the two incumbent Democrats, Marie Newman and Sean Caston, because he is he was put on. He sued Marie Newman for failing to hire him. Mm hmm. Uh, because of some deal uh, that they made in a contract that's part of a court record that she promised to give him a job if he didn't run against her. Now, to our listeners, uh, this now sounds uh, like something that is coming out of the blue, but this is a story that has been around for some months now and is put Congressman Newman at the heart of a House Ethics Committee probe. So he is he got on her payroll a few days after there was a settlement that is secret of his case in a federal court in Chicago. So that is a much bigger factor, his case and her ethics issues in the sixth, uh, as far as this being a factor in the third, it's not there. I would like to underscore Jackie's point that these, uh, that the other factors that may be on play here uh, include whether or not the Ramirez people decide to somehow uh, link him to link Vegas to unpopular uh, figures in the district mm-hmm. of note, Mayor Lightfoot is not endorsing in this race because there's no win for her here, and it's not clear that she would even help anyone she endorsed. So, what I would guess we will watch for is are these hits manifesting themselves in paid ads, direct mail, or digital messaging? Because unless these uh, issues get in front of the voters then they might not have the impact yeah. uh, the partisans may want. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking about the race for the newly formed Latino-leading 3rd Congressional District. That was Lynn Sweet, Washington Bureau Chief for the Chicago Sun-Times. Also with us, Jackie Serrato, Editor-in-Chief for Southside Weekly. Uh, Jackie, some of the big-ticket items this election season, they're uh, abortion, health care, inflation. Where do the candidates fall along those lines? Um, also immigration. I, um, fr- from my conversations with uh, the candidates, um, you know, they're, they're, they both have very uh, progressive uh, stances. Um, you know, bo- both seem to be pro-choice, both seem to be um, pro-reparations. Um, so I, I think on the on the social and economic issues, uh, there might be um, quite a bit of, of overlap. I think the, the real question is, um, you know, how willing are they to to work with others? in the same chamber, and, and also um, how much support do they have on the ground. Would you say the same about the topic of immigration? Do they yes, fall along the same sure. lines? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big one. Um, I, I think right now there, there is an effort to undo uh, much of the damage that was done during 
uh, the Trump administration, which is still a work in progress, but it, it seems to be uh, progressing really, really slow. Lynn, the new district extends to historically conservative towns, right, like Wheaton and Glen Ellen, who before the district were represented by Republicans. So what are some of the challenges that these Democratic candidates will have to reach those voters? Well, actually, there are Democrats there, and the conservatives that you talk about probably won't be voting in a Democratic primary. So it's not as big a challenge as you may think. Okay. Uh, the Democratic Party of DuPage is very well organized. They know where their voters are. And what these campaigns are doing, since in Illinois, when you take a primary ballot, it's a public record, they could look for people, no matter where they are, who have voted in Democratic primaries in 2020 and 2018, and that's who you go to. Most of the votes in this race are for are, are centered in the Chicago precincts. And one quick thing when you asked about issues, I think where there is a difference is when it comes to the issue of defund the police, because some of the groups supporting uh, Representative Ramirez mm-hmm. have, uh, do support this movement these, that embraces whatever you may think for our listeners, defund the police means. Uh, Democrats, including former President Barack Obama, say when you just use those words, it's harmful to Democrats. So Viegas has put some distance between himself and those words. When you talk to them, they both will articulate their police policies. But uh, uh, the thing to listen for when, when you're listening to Ramirez, if she's asked about this again, is exactly how she Uh, answers in relation to the groups that uh, support her. Jackie, State Representative Ramirez is actually the only Guatemalan American legislator in the Illinois government. Um, She states that she would be the first Latina congresswoman in the Midwest. How big a factor is representation going to play in this election? Oh, wow. I mean, simply to see Latinas uh, in office, you know, doesn't happen as, as often as it should, and um, I I think that directly or indirectly, it's going to um, motivate uh, more Chicagoans, more Illinoisans uh, who identify as women uh, to to run for office. I think it's it's ex- very much symbolic, and, and the fact that she when you know the couple of times that she has decided to run for office, it has been on her own without first seeking uh, the endorsement of a big name from you know. Uh, a male authority figure, such as, for example, Trey Garcia, even though she eventually uh, ends up getting the endorsement of, of these other powerful uh, men who are also in office. But um, she has a lot of initiative, and um, through her own work on the ground, doing advocacy work and nonprofit work and uh, working with, with families in her communities, she's been able to gain um, the credibility that she has needed mm-hmm. uh, to really rise above and, and, and get, um, get support. We've been speaking with Jackie Serrato. Go ahead, Lynn. Just a quick thing. What is interesting is that the first Hispanic elected to Congress from Illinois, Luis Gutierrez, is endorsing Alderman Villegas. Congressman Jesus Garcia, the second Hispanic congressman elected from Illinois, is endorsing Delia Ramirez. The winner will become the third Hispanic member of Congress from Illinois since Illinois became a state in 1818. Mm-hmm. Historic moment for sure. That's Lynn Sweet, Washington Bureau Chief for the Chicago Sun-Times and Jackie Serrato, Editor-in-Chief for Southside Weekly. Thank you both.